shock the system. Welcome to Dank Discussions with your host, Calican CEO, Maynard Breslow. In each episode, you'll learn from the trailblazers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers in the ever-moving, ever-growing cannabis industry. We at Calican are passionate about cannabis and CBD marketing, branding, SEO content, and web design. If you are a cannabis owner and you know you need an uptick in business or an upgrade in the way your customers perceive you, come check us out at calican.com and schedule a time to speak with us today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Dank Discussions. Today, we're joined by Jeff Bale. Jeff is the owner of Umqua Valley Hemp. Thanks for joining us today, Jeff. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Yeah, great. Great to be here. You know, we're already sharing stories of uh, our nice little newborns, our infants, you know, and uh, comparing some stories there. And uh, but we'll be sharing a lot of different kind of stories here today. Right. So um, obviously, you know, want to be talking to you about your background. You have a uh, extensive background here in the cannabis industry and, you know, going from cannabis here over to hemp and everything. And uh, so I want to talk to you about um, all this fun stuff and kind of yeah. how, you know, cannabis has changed over the years um yep. and uh, you know why you want to keep doing this after all this time right but also we're going to be talking about uh, organic organic farming growing practices and things that uh, growers and other people can uh, practically apply to their own uh, life and to their own company so uh, before we get into all that though you know i like to keep it uh like to keep it simple start off simple so uh, let our listeners know where you're based out of today uh so we're based out of just north of roseburg oregon it's in uh, central Southern Oregon. Um, we have a hundred acre farm out here, uh, right along the Kalapuya River. Uh, it's got great soil, you know, great sun. It's a good place to be growing. Amazing. No, definitely Southern Oregon is like uh, one of those sweet spots, you know. I used to uh, take trips up to Oregon back in the day, you know, either I'm from LA, right? Going from Humboldt or going to Southern Oregon, pick up some stuff and go all the way back down to mm-hmm. LA, all that fun stuff. But uh, that's almost like another lifetime, right? But but yeah, talking about you, you know, you're you're taking me all the way back. You've been doing this for 16 years, obviously. So take me back, you know, your, uh, you know, in your original uh, journey where it started and kind of uh, what's led to Umqua today, Umqua Valley Hemp. Yeah, so, you know, I, I grew up in Southern California as well, um, in Temecula. Oh, yeah, um, nice. yeah, so then uh, I wanted to go to college up at Humboldt State and always had growing in my mind, always was, you know, a lover of cannabis. Um, so I saved up all the money I could so I could move up to Humboldt, go to school at Humboldt State, <clears throat> and then, um, you know, started saved up enough to start, you know, a little medical indoor grow while I was in college. Um, then was able to get a job at a grow shop there, um, called a fertile world. They're out of business now, but they ended up starting Humboldt nutrients. Um, I helped actually help them get started and formulate all their, all their products. And, uh, you know, did that whole game when I was going to school. Let me, let me stop you there real yep. quick, you know, just because, sure. I mean, obviously, you know, you got a real education up in Humboldt, right? You go to the, you go to college, but then you get the real education up there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when we first started, we we're breaking in kind of in there, 
right? It was always kind of like I knew a guy who knew a guy, and then I knew that guy, and then I found, met the other guy who actually was come, right? So, I mean, it's not always the easiest thing to break into, right? It's not just like, hey, I yeah. go to Humboldt State. And then, uh, so talk to me about that process too, as well. Like, you know, going from this dude who just came up from Temecula and kind of just yeah. like breaking in and meeting everybody, you know, and kind of, you know, that kind of whole process. Well, so I didn't know a single person up there. I literally, I had a Volkswagen bus, a 71 Volkswagen bus. I threw all my shit in there. Didn't even have a place lined up to live. I just knew what I wanted to do. So I just moved on up there, registered for school, got in. And then uh, spend about, I don't know, about six months trying to find a good place that would allow me to do an indoor grow and met some cool people along the ways. Uh -huh. And then uh, once I actually found a place that would allow me to have, you know, my small grow, I was going to the, going to the grow shop called Affordable World and, um, you know, I was shopping there and, you know, I was reading a lot. So I was bouncing a lot of stuff off of them and, he asked me to actually, you know, come, come and work there, which was great. It was a great place to learn, you know, cause you know, humble, you know, it's all, it's got that, you know, niche, the grower niche already. This was in 2005 also, this was 2005. So things were still pretty new and starting to open up at that time. And um, so I pretty much, I learned so much so fast, you know, when I was working there. And then I was, you know, and then I went to school for botany at Humboldt State. So, you know, learning the book stuff about plants and then, you know, learning from firsthand from people in the mm -hmm. store, mm -hmm. you know, my level went from, you know, from not knowing anything, you know, to being a pretty experienced grower pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. So continue on. And so how, you know, there you are, you're, you're working there and you said it's closed down now, right? So. Uh, where'd you go from there and, and uh, you know, graduating and, and, you know, leading up to where you are today? Yeah. So I, when I, when I got into my upper division classes in botany, it was hard to, you know, do the indoor grow work 30 hours a week and go to school full time. So I had to choose to drop one of them. Obviously I chose to drop, you know, the grow shop. <laughs> it made the most sense. Yeah. Um, so I stopped working there after I helped them start Humboldt Nutrients and then, um, and then, yeah, continued doing my, my indoor, met my wife, you know, girlfriend at the time. And uh, she was also in biology. And then uh, I, we graduated in 2010 and I was able to save enough money to try shopping for my own property to start doing like a, an outdoor setup. Um, but it, at that time, this was 2010. So the industry was, you know, popping pretty hard at the time. So it was really hard to find a property for sale in Humboldt. Um, nobody was going to let go of any properties that were quality. And then the properties that were for sale, they were overpriced and didn't really have a good setup or a potential setup. Uh -huh. So we looked into areas in Northern California that would make sense for us to do what we wanted to do. So we actually found a place in the Grass Valley area, which is in between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Okay, yeah. Great, great climate down there. Actually, I would consider it better than Humboldt. You know, it's a lot drier because you got that, you know, mountain air, but 
you're at like we were at 3,000 feet so we would get really cool nights which helps with the color of of the flowers and you know kind of makes the terpenes pop a little bit more uh -huh. Uh -huh. um and that was great down there we lived there for about seven years we were able to purchase three properties down there by the time we moved away and you know just ran and our the county that we were in were pretty favorable as far as plant counts on the medical side we were able to do about 72 plants um, per property so it was going pretty well down there until everything got legalized <laughs> and yeah. the medical team kind of you know took a shit or took a dump really fast yeah and when, when uh, you're talking about um what 2015 you're talking about now like so this was well we we our last year down there was 2017 okay cool cool yeah, yeah. and i mean already like you said right 2005 already things started to get a little funny because you know the, uh, the the medical side is already starting to pop up a little bit obviously mm -hmm. i mean a lot of it it was from before then right but i think things yep. started to blow up a little bit more you know you started mm -hmm. seeing the uh you know, get your medical card on every single, uh, you know, in LA, right? Every single, yep. pretty much a place in the Valley, every corner had some doctor that was prescribing there at that time, right? And that was kind of a newer yep. thing. And then you go into to legalization, right? So then that was a whole nother thing. I mean, mm -hmm. that transition from California there, 2017, and then to Oregon, what kind of, uh, what went into that in terms of like, you know, things that would work in California and aren't working in Oregon or maybe compliance things or things that maybe you weren't aware of or, you know, any of that, any of that kind of stuff, just, you know, practical stuff in that move. Yeah. So, you know, things were getting a little dicey uh, coming 2017, even though it was still legal within the county, it was illegal in the state. So it was a really tricky time. Um, so we were we were starting to feel a little uncomfortable because we were being especially in Humboldt County they were they were raiding properties like every day up there at that time and we we're starting to see a little bit of that going on in our area so we wanted you know we we heard about the hemp thing up in Oregon that was pretty popular and started doing some more research on it and it seemed like a pretty good gig and especially because people that were already in the industry the hemp industry they didn't really know what they were doing you know a lot of it was people that were just growing for biomass and a lot of it was like you know hay farmers and stuff like that who really didn't have a really good product for smokable so we saw we saw an opportunity to where we could jump in and use our experience you know from growing uh, and introduce it to the hemp hemp game just uh so we can have quality that people want to smoke not just turn into oil yeah i think that's one of the biggest things that we see right you know we in the hemp side you see this um you know this excitement i guess back in 2017 2018 you know like that green rush or whatever when now everybody just is things that there's going to be printing money and you get farmers going in there who really have never grown, you know, hemp, let alone, you know, on a, on a large scale. Right. And they're mm -hmm. just like, Hey, you know, it's a commodity. It's ag, it's, it's ag, you know, like, I know that, like, what's the problem, you know, but it's completely different. Right. And then you, you know, and they still have beef sometimes, right? It's still controversial and still, you know, 
be like, well, you know, yeah, these guys want to, you know, do their master grow, but they've got like all these, you got a hundred acres, you said, right. It's not a small thing, yeah. you know, but yeah. they, they think like, oh, these guys uh, coming in from cannabis or they're just used to these small grows and we're the big ag guys, you know, but you know, it's, it's this thing of bringing quality, right. You know, you see, I see here, you have a knee deep brewing company, right. On your shirt. Right? Oh, you can't yeah. see, right. You know, it's like craft beer. And I think that that's what people get, you know, it's like, people just think like, oh yeah, like whatever, dude, hemp is hemp, cannabis, is cannabis, like what does it matter? It's the same mm -hmm. thing as like getting some, you know, crappy beer, you know, not to throw anybody in, you know, whatever, natty ice, you know, whatever. Right. And then you get like yeah. a really good, a really good beer that you enjoy, you know, and um, you know, it's just like, there's really no comparison, right. You know, so bring those in. What, what do you see there, right. Coming in from cannabis from the THC side and then, you know, applying to hemp, that you think does like it's just like dude like everybody needs to do like this and what maybe is there on the hemp side that maybe doesn't work so well with the with the cannabis well i think the main thing is the scaling up is the hardest thing to figure out to bring you know what we're doing on the medical side you know people would you know say that they're farming but after actual farming like a field and doing rows and everything we were pretty much doing large scale gardening, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So when you're scaling up to where you're doing acres and acres and acres, it's tough to, it's a learning curve trying to take all those skills from that smaller, you know, large gardening scale into the farming. So it took a lot of brainstorming to, because all we do is we use dry powders and compost teas. So mainly trying to figure out how to administer our compost teas into a large, you know, volume into a field. Um, the dry powders are dry powders. You know, we just have a have a um, have somebody come out and lay lay out all the all the all the dry powders that we need uh, and want. Um, so that part wasn't too difficult. But as far as figuring out how to administer the compost teas and make it, you know, cost effective for us to, to put them into the field, which, you know, it, the, the first plan actually worked and I'm still using the same, the, the same strategy that, that I figured out in 20, 2018 and we're still using it today. So we're just, we're brewing about 2,500 gallons of compost tea and we're, we're adding, you know, worm castings, alfalfa, uh, chicken compost, green compost, bat guano, seabird guanos, um, let's see, Epsom salts, um, and just making a huge batch and then injecting it into the water line after it's being filtered so it goes straight onto the plants. And it's been working out well. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, and talking a little bit about, you know, organic farming, organic growing practices. I mean, how does that differ from just anything else, right? I mean, it, not just in terms of, you know, agriculture, but specifically here with hemp. Um, so we're, so the main thing is we don't spray any pesticides, fungicides, nothing. You know, we, if you keep a healthy soil, like using these compost teas and every year that the, the soil keeps getting better and better and better. And, you know, adding certain bacterias to help fight off molds, and then, and then adding beneficial insects um, to fight off 
you know, natural pests like russet mites and like stuff like that, you know, because russet mites are the big, big uh, killer because you can't see them. And all of a sudden your, your whole crop's fucked. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Can, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? It's all yeah. good. Okay. Um, that was so good. we got, we got in a, uh, you know, parental advisory sticker on our, our so yeah that was the main thing trying to figure that that out you know because um, we would do preventive sprays in in our medical um our medical farm down in california but it was all organic stuff you know but we wanted to even steer away from that not only just cut costs uh, but and labor but just feel better about what, you know, what you're giving to the public, you know, I mean, anything that you spray, even though it's organic, isn't necessarily going to be beneficial to people, you know, like, you know, like chrysanthemum oil, another a product, a pyganic, you know, it's organic, but it's not good smoke, you know what I mean? It's not something you want to spray on the plants and, you know, combust it and inhale it. It's not good for you. Even sulfur you know, sulfur is bad to smoke as well. So, you know, so we just add beneficial insects like ladybugs, uh, predator mites, and praying mantis. And they, they do the, if you get them in there early, they fight off everything well, and we haven't had any issues at all. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I know it's, it's always, uh, you know, you know, we talk in this industry, right. And we, our background you know, the roots are kind of there, wellness and, you know, plant-based medicine and, you know, wanting to help people and, and enjoying while you do it. Right. But it's kind of rooted in that. Right. So it's always, uh, you know, where, where are we now in the industry where we have such big rows, right. And there's all people are just spraying it down with all this kind of shit, you know, and it's just like yeah, stuff that, you know, just goes right into our lungs. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of changed, you know, where our focus has become right you know mm-hmm. and just as an industry you know industry wide in, in that regard or you know trying to get the highest uh you know uh, all all about um potency you know as opposed to you know balance and terpenes and all these other things that go on right and just kind of like fuck it dude just grow as much as possible and get it out you know um, yeah yeah so that's another thing, you know, with the curing, that's a whole nother, an, another art form, you know, in the industry uh-huh. is curing. That's where a lot of people, the, I feel like people are getting better at it, you know, in the hemp industry. Um, but especially at first, people didn't know how to cure, cure anything. So like you're getting brown, brown uh, flour and didn't have any terpenes, just smelled like hay. And it's a whole nother art, you know what I mean? You got to have the right humidity, you want to slow cure it you know, and, and make sure it just comes out. So those terpenes pop, you know, so that's what, you know, we, and get that, maintain that color. You want that lime green color you know what I mean? So like we pride ourselves on our curing. So it, and our terpenes, our terp and with the compost teas, the terpenes, you know, they tend to pop as well. So we'll get our flower. Some of our flower will be, you know, like four, four, four and a half percent total terpenes which is pretty good for the hemp industry yeah no definitely definitely that's you know kind of that that craft hemp like we were saying right you know coming in and having that cannabis experience and knowing what people really are looking for having quality you know it's always funny 
you know, listen, Twitch is own, you know, this is an open industry and we have great people. We've had great people on the, on the, on the uh, show who just been in here for a few years or whatever else it is, you know, mm-hmm. but it's always something like, how can you know what's really good if you haven't, you know, tried some good shit. Like if you haven't been there and been, you know, trying all this other stuff and now you're just like, Oh, well, I don't know. I've never smoked bud, but you know, I can definitely grow hemp. You know, it's yeah. like, how, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, I always wonder how that works out, you know? So I was questioning people on that stuff, but um but for sure so i mean so talk to me now with with umqua right so uh you're, you got 100 acres there right yep. and uh, you gotta you got a pretty sizable grow in that regard right and uh, it's talking about what, what your goal is now right you're just uh selling um you're growing it for who who are you growing it for um so we're we're sm- on our smokable stuff. We're only doing about five acres at this time, just mm-hmm. like doing a small batch, keep everything separate, you know, from the biomass side, just so we maintain the quality. And because on the smaller batch, I mean, we're at five acres, you know, we're getting a solid 2000 pounds, which is plenty to trim up and sell as far as far as the smokable. We tried to scale up and do more. Uh, we were trying to do like, 20 acres of smokable and it was just it was hard to keep that quality at the highest level when you're doing that much volume so we we uh towed it down it seems like five acres is kind of the sweet spot um as far as trying to keep that quality up Uh uh and it's plenty for us to trim i mean that keeps us busy pretty much throughout the year um we do have an online store at umquavalleyhemp.com where we sell flour and um we also sell tinctures and salves and we actually just started uh, a herbal tea blend which has been uh pretty popular so far so we have four different blends um depending like you know the daytime uh like a morning one so we put chicory root in it so you can supplement it for coffee so it kind of gives up it's uplifting and we use cbg in that so it's better for CBG is better for daytime because it doesn't make you as sleepy like CBD. Um, and then we have like a, a immune boosting tea and also um, one that's good for women and their cycles. It helps balance out their cycles, the monthly cycles. And then we also have one for like a nighttime where there's chamomile and lavender and it's, you know, helps mellow you out uh, with the CBD in there. And we're using all flour in those in those uh, tea blends, so we're not just spraying like soluble soluble uh, cannabinoids on there. So you actually, and then with the other herb herbs that we put in there, it's just it's not all cannabis that you're tasting. You know, you you hardly actually taste it. Um, well, we're we're working on some contracts to actually get international. Uh, we're working on. Costa Rica just um, just uh, voted it uh, CBD through this year. Um, so we're working on a contract to get some stuff down there. Um, um, and my brother actually lives there. So he's been actually helping us out with that, getting connected with the right people. Um, but mainly we, we're selling to mostly on the East Coast, um, like Florida, like West Virginia, uh, we have some shops that are pretty much white labeling our products. They're just slapping their label on it, which we're totally fine with. You know, obviously you want to push our brand, but, you know, sales a sale. People want to put their brand on it and that's all good. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You got a hundred acres, right? You got to get it out there and people definitely want it, right? People don't have that, uh, you know, the, the knowledge, the space, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, obviously uh, getting it out there is, is important anyway, you know? So, I mean, when I talk about maybe, you know, when I mentioned something like strategies that you've used to grow your business, right? Either quickly over time, what are the, some of the best strategies that come to mind that you guys have employed? Ooh, well, at first we were mainly trying to wholesale. Um, that was the, the initial goal was just to wholesale, not deal with the retail side. Uh Um, and 2018 were great. We sold out. We started small in 2018. We just did five acres just to kind of get our feet wet and then, uh, sold out really quick. Um, and then, so 2019 came, we're like, shit, let's bump it up to 50 acres and see what happens. And want just try to do strictly wholesale. And it was, a, that's when everybody wanted to get into the industry, you know, yeah. at that, that year. Um, so it kind of backfired on us um, as far as trying to wholesale because we couldn't compete with, with the volume that was out there. So um even though ours, our, I feel like our flower was superior to a lot of other companies, but you know, people were willing to sell it for a lot cheaper than us. Be, and sometimes people don't care about quality; they just care about how much they're paying for the product. Um, so yeah, we had to take a step back um, the next year and kind of re-strategize what our goals were you know, to stay in business, we, you know, we started developing our retail products, um, which has kind of been a little slower moving than I would like, um, just because we care about what we put out there. So anything we put out there, we do extensive amounts of R&D on there. Uh, Just because anything that we release out to the public, we want to make sure it's something we're proud of. We're not just putting it out there to put it out there. So like our tinctures that we have, we have a daytime and a nighttime and they're very concentrated. Um, the nighttime is 5,000 milligrams of CBD and it's full spectrum. And then the daytime one is a one-to-one CBG to CBD and that's 4,000 milligrams. And we add a little bit of flavoring in there. We, we do some natural teas. Um, we do ginger root for the daytime. And then for the nighttime, we use um, uh, juniper berries. So we just, we add raw products, brew a quick tea with it, and then add it to the tinctures. And then we also use actual uh, hemp terpenes that we, we had uh, some, about 15 acres um, in 2021 that we had converted into um, terpenes um, straight out of the field. We had a rig show up in the field and they were able to process a whole acre at a time and then just straight steam distilled nothing but water to extract the terpenes and then throw away the byproduct you know so so we actually add some of those terpenes into our products as well and then um and then my wife is you know me and my wife are or we come up with all the formulas we do it at home as far as the tinctures and our salve and the teas. Um, and then once we're, we're happy with it, we send it off to GMP um, lab to, to make everything for us. 
That's great. And I mean, 4,000, 5,000 milligrams, you know, there's definitely great value there in that tincture, especially at, at the price that you guys have it for. So that's great yeah. stuff, you know. Um, and, you know, the 2018, 2019, what a difference, right? You know, it's just yep. like crazy. Yep. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, those who are still here, right, I think, you know, I mean, obviously it was uh, tough navigating and everything like that. But, you know, those of us who are still here, I think it, for better, for worse, you know, got rid of a lot of the, um, you know, kind of those fake players that were in here, you know, trying to yep. just do something quick and get in and get out. And, you mm -hmm. know, they got a little bit of resistance and, you know, they kind of just uh, bounced out and everything like that. So I think, you know, as you can see, it's, uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, 2019, the market just kind of falling, right? And just, oh like, man, just yeah. Falling out from underneath and just went. <laughs> yeah. We started out selling pounds at like $200, like right after harvest. And then we ended up having to sell everything at like $75 a pound at the yeah. end where we're yeah. losing money at that point. But yeah. that's just what we had to do to get it off the shelves, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Old economics, right? Supply and demand. There's so much supply at that time. But, uh, you know, like yeah. I said, I think it's even down a lot of different ways now. Talk to me about, you know, what's kind of been, what's kind of your biggest obstacle now, you know, in terms of getting your brand out there or the wholesaling or, you know, both and how you're able to overcome it. Right. I know you're talking about, you know, we want to focus on the brand, but, you know, just kind of want to move it. So what's yeah, kind of so, facing now? So right now we're, we're still wholesaling has been fine for us. You know, we're still, we're able to turn a profit on the wholesale side now since everything is kind of mellowed out. Um, but as far as uh, the retail side, we really need to, to work on marketing. I'm not good at it. My wife's not good at it. I'm busy farming. She's busy, you know, doing, you know, taking care of our family and kids. Um, so that's something we're trying to explore. We had, we had somebody set up uh, to work on it last year. Um, they didn't do a very good job. So we were looking for a marketing team, uh, you know, to, to step in and, you know, help, help our brand get out there. Um, because it's, I don't really like doing social media, nor does my wife. You know, we're kind of old school in that, in that uh, aspect where we, we kind of got used to living in the woods and, you know, the sheltered life. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it's something that we need, we're working on uh, this year, this, this upcoming harvest, we're going to hire, look for a marketing team to help get our brand out there a little bit more. That's great. You know, and it always upsets me, right? You know, because, you know, whenever I hear that kind of stuff where, you know, here you are, you go out on a limb, you know, it's something that you need, and then you bring somebody in, right, and they're not a good fit, or they're not doing their end of the bargain, and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, like, what the hell, man, like, you know, and then someone else says, well, have you tried marketing? It's like, yeah, we did, we pay these dudes money, and nothing happened, you know, and just kind of like brings, it's kind of like the same thing when people are like, hey, you like, did you try CBD? And it's like, yeah, I did, I tried it, and I got something at the gas station, and it didn't do anything, uh -huh. you right. know what I mean? It's like, it's like the same kind of thing, you know, it's like <laughs> the same thing, right? Everybody's just like, try one guy that doesn't work and every all of a sudden all marketing sucks and the same thing with cbd right you know it's like try somebody's like hey i try it's like no dude you gotta try this you gotta try the real trust shit. me you know so uh no for sure that's very upsetting you know but you know you mentioned some of the stuff you know that you have upcoming here you know for umqua you know uh, is there anything else that's exciting that's coming up uh, for umqua here in the future that you guys uh, have coming down the pipeline um we're working on some new products um we're working on getting, you know, there's always gummies out there. It seems like the gummy, the gummies are pretty popular at the time. 
So we're talking to a lab to start introducing some D8 gummies, D10 gummies, um, trying to hit that market. Um, we're still brainstorming on, you know, trying to get something new and fresh that not, that's, that's not out there. Um, we haven't, we just had a baby, like I said, so we haven't really put a whole lot of time into it. I think the teas, that's our newest thing that we just released. There's not a whole lot of companies doing it, especially the style that we're doing it. Um, I think that's going to be a big, um, big benefit for us. And I think people are going to really, really like them. We released it. We did a trade show in Vegas, um, the White Label Expo, White Label and CBD Expo. in um, when was that? Um, May, late May. And it was a big hit because we were pouring samples for everybody and everybody just they just kept coming by, even the vendors themselves. And it was it was a huge hit. Um, so that's that's the newest thing that we just came up with. And I think it's going to be very successful. It just like I said, it's just getting it out there, getting, you know, work, get work on the marketing to get a get that brand out there and that product. For sure. No, that's amazing. You know, obviously juggling you know, having a kid already and a new baby. I mean, I, can, I don't have the, 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 you know, the four-year-old, I do have the four-month-old and already I know it's like, you know, same thing, right? We, uh, yep. our family, right? We have a team of 15, but still, you know, me and my wife were the ones running the company and now it's like, you know, got to pick up that slack. So I hear you on that, you know, it's, uh, it's but we still got to innovate, right? So I love to hear that you guys are still innovating and, and looking to bring stuff out. Um, cool, you know, I guess, you know, you've been doing this a long time, right? You've seen a whole lot of shit, you know, 16 years. And here you are, you know, owning your own brand and, you know, 100 acres here. And I know you, you know, we all still got a long way to go, right? But yeah. your business owner, I always love, uh, you know, hearing from business owners and what drives them, right? So I'd love to hear from you. You know, how do you define success, whether professionally, personally, spiritually, otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. What is success like for you? Man, I've always been an advocate for cannabis. And that's, I that's my main um you know driver is just creating a product growing a product that i'm proud of and that helps people out <clears throat> you know for me personally you know i i smoke thc as well but um you know that's the most beneficial for me obviously cbd yeah. is beneficial for me as well um especially for nighttime and going to sleep but I just care about, you know, having the right ethics and, you know, being proud of what I create to provide to people because there's a lot of shitty products out there that yep. people don't know what they're consuming because, you know, a lot of it's not tested, especially in the black market, you know, and to be able to provide somebody that's going to help them, you know, whether they're terminally ill or just, you know, anxiety, depression, or just help them go to sleep, or, you know, if they just want to get high, whatever, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I just want to be able, I feel good about giving people something that has, you know, that is good for them, and give it to them, and feel good about, about giving it to them, and giving, and having good ethics on it that makes yeah. sense yeah. kind of rambled on there no i mean that's that's exactly it man you know you got into it for the right reason you know i always for me it's you know i've been doing this a long time right and like i said 
people want to come into the industry and you know listen it's it's great we find a lot of great people in there but you know all i really ask for is you know care about the plant right you know yeah uh, you know it's be somebody who advocates for the plant be somebody who who cares about it and who wants to do, do good by it right and that's somebody yeah who has integrity not somebody who's just trying exactly. to exactly that's the word i was just going to throw out there you is know? integrity exactly sure. and, you know that's that's where i let, you know it's amazing right you know and it definitely can tell you know bringing in these you know ancient you know practices right you know things that we've learned along the way and applying it here you know on a large scale grow you know and uh, i think it's uh you know you got to be proud of what you're putting out there you know if not yep. what are we doing it for you know kind of thing so love yep. it man love it dude. not in it for the money in it for you know because i care about what i do yeah exactly no, obviously i like to make there, dude. we're here to, we're here to make money too you know so it's right. always but you know it's it's uh i always you know think like uh you know maybe i'm a little uh crunchy on this in terms of you know my love for the for the plant but you know the plant also is choosing who's successful and who's not successful you can see all these dudes who are coming in here and just throwing money at stuff and all of a sudden it's, it's just failing right you can have all this money yeah. and you're throwing at it and but you have these other brands you know because they're they're genuine right and they people can smell that right you know it's like at the end of the day the end user is still somebody who generally is going to be somebody who's into either cannabis or wellness you know yeah. and they're usually a little bit you know different kind of different kind of vibe you can't really market to them the way that you would market like a you know a coke or whatever you know what i mean and just like yeah. you know or a car you know or whatever else it is that you know so it's it's different kind of vibe it's different kind of people and i think that's what people don't get right so when you get genuine people like yourself you know i always want to see you guys succeed and see us succeed and everything like that you know so um mm -hmm. Uh, but of course, you know, we gotta we gotta make money. That's the whole point, right? So yeah. Um, great, brother. I appreciate Everybody's it. Everybody's gotta eat. That's it. That's it. You know, we got <laughs> mouths to feed, we got babies over here, you know. So no, I'm doing good, you know. Things are good, bro. Things are good. Well, you know, as we close, how can our listeners find out more about Umqua Valley Hemp? Connect with you, buy your products, um, check out what you guys got going on, and everything else. Yeah, come check out our website, umquavalleyhemp.com. That's U-M-P-Q-U-A. And then valleyhemp.com. We got an online store there. Um, you can also, uh, let's see, our Instagram handles, Umqua Valley Hemp. Um, and our we have a Facebook page. We don't post a whole lot on social media, but we, we're we on there. <laughs> you can find them. But no, for sure, man, that's great. Everybody check them out. The links are here. You know, wherever you're listening uh, here in the show notes and the description here on the website here, you, you, if you're, that's where you listen to, um, you can definitely uh, click on the link and go check them out, man. Go check uh, everything Jeff is doing. Great guy. Great stuff. And uh, appreciate you, Jeff, man. It's been great. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And, uh, and thank you, everybody else, wherever you're coming in, listening to us today. Uh, grateful for all of you as well. And uh, Jeff, man, it's been a pleasure. Good luck to you the rest of the year and beyond. Thanks, man. Much love. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dank Discussions. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review. We want to continue making dank content you want to hear. So give us some feedback about the topics you want covered. Feel free to reach out to us at grow at calican.com. That's G-R-O-W at C-A-L-A-C-A-N-N dot com. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter for our latest updates.